Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my signature online coaching program, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you would like to learn more about my program and see if you're a good fit for enrollment, please schedule a free confidence clarity call at irresistibleicing.com slash call. All you have to do is pick the best date and time that works for your schedule. The link is also in the show notes. All right, let's get this thing started. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome if you are brand new and this is the first time that you are listening. And welcome back if you are one of my OG podcast listeners. I am so excited to have you here and Last week's episode where I talked about are you selling yourself short with just another diet or just a weight loss journey, that was a big hit. I had so many comments and private messages and DMs, and as a matter of fact, it also became a core topic of discussion inside of my client group with Irresistible You and was something that we talked about on our coaching call and it brought up another really great question that I decided I wanted to share here with all of you as well because I thought it was just such an interesting point of view and something that we really need to talk about so that we can alleviate some misconceptions that some of you may have when it comes to weight loss, and self-love. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. So one of my lovely and dear clients had posted inside of our private group how that episode really hit home for her. And it had opened her eyes to how much progress she has made and yet how much further she still has to go. And I'm going to paraphrase here. I'm not going to read her entire question, but I'm going to paraphrase the gist of of what she was talking about. And she basically said that she is currently struggling with going down two journeys together, one being self-love and the other being weight loss. And she's not sure how to do both of them together at the same time. So after going through this. We did some coaching on this as well. We talked about it on our call and it really got my brain going with, you know what? I think there's a lot of people out there that have this misconception that it's two different things. So let's get that really clear. And so one of the things I told her was that first and foremost, we have to stop referring to weight loss and self-love as two separate journeys because here's the reality. There is no weight loss. Now, let me be clear. There is no real, (laughs) there is no real long lasting, you know, for life, if you know, if you will, there's no long lasting real weight loss without self-love as part of that journey. And weight loss that is real that is life-changing, that is long-lasting, that is you dropping the weight for the last time, only comes 
out of self-love. And so that is why, you know, the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle, it never works and it's never long lasting and you end up gaining your weight back, right? So how many times have you dieted or tried to go on a weight loss journey only to gain the weight back, right? And I get so many emails and messages from, from you all asking me and just, you know, heartbroken and in tears how you're just, you always gain the weight back and you don't seem to understand why. And this is the epitome of why. This is the reason why is because you are approaching this as two separate things or you are approaching this as if I have to hate myself, I have to feel miserable, I have to beat myself up on the way down or it's not going to work. If it doesn't feel hard, if it doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing everything, I'm not going to lose the weight. There's and, and I can say this with full certainty as well because I used to have these same beliefs. I truly believe that if I didn't feel miserable, if I didn't feel hatred towards my fat, my fatness, <laughs> if you will, then I wasn't going to lose the weight. And I used to think, well, if I try to love myself and accept myself and do all this woo-woo shit, which at the time I thought that's what all of this was, <laughs> then I'm never going to actually lose the weight. Because if I love myself and I like myself, I'm not going to want to get out of this miserable fat body that I can't stand. And I think a lot of people have that same perception that weight loss can only come out of hate. And I have to challenge you and ask you, well, if that's the case, why are you not where you want to be? Because you're sure as hell good at hating yourself. You're sure as hell good at beating yourself up. You're sure as hell good at feeling miserable. So if your logic were, if that logic that you have works, why are you not where you want to be? Not just with your weight loss, but with where you are in your life as well. You really got to think about that, right? And this really connects back to um, what I spoke on last week, how when you look at just another diet or just a weight loss journey singled out by itself, you're really selling yourself short. Because what does that mean? It just means that you're going to lose weight for a certain, you know, within a certain time period, and that's it. You're not gaining anything else in that journey. You're literally just trying to lose weight, and you're doing it from a place of hate. You're doing it from a place of misery. You're doing it from a place of hustle. You're doing it from a place of sacrifice. You're doing it from a place of, I feel so rushed. I just have to get this weight off, and I'll worry about all other self-love bullshit when it's over with. That's your problem. That is exactly the same reason why you're spinning your wheels running on this hamster wheel that is the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle. And self-love and weight loss are not two different things. So I really truly believe it because I've lived it. There is no real weight loss without self-love as well. And so let's just really start to dive into that because... I also think 
if you're anything like I was back then, <laughs> when you hear the phrase self-love, you think of all this woo-woo dumb shit. You think of affirmations in the mirror. Uh-uh. Not going there. You think of, um, you know, giving yourself loving hugs. Like, uh, y'all... <laughs> I'm not with that, okay? <laughs> like, that kind of stuff is so toxic positivity, in my opinion, and it's not what you need. It's not what it. It's not what self-love means in this context. And quite frankly, if you're starting from zero where you hate yourself, you're miserable, you don't like what you see in the mirror, you don't like the life that you're living, Standing in front of the mirror saying bullshit affirmations and giving yourself these stupid ass hugs, that is not changing anything. That is, to me, I'm sorry, but that's toxic positivity and you're not there yet. You are not there yet in your journey and quite frankly, I don't find that those things are helpful at any part in the journey, honestly. I just, I just don't. So what I want to do is I want to kind of talk about what self-love really is and out outside of this surface level toxic positivity bullshit. We're going to talk about what real self-love is on, on this journey, on this irresistible you journey. Um, and so before we even do that, I want you to think about losing weight is so much more than just the weight loss. And this is what we talked about last week. When you go on the irresistible you journey, this is not another weight loss program. This is not another diet. This is so much bigger and so much more and so much deeper and so much more connected than just losing physical weight. This is about shedding all of your self-doubt about all the reasons you failed in the past. This is about dropping all the excuses to why it's never worked for you before. This is about losing and redirecting all the inner fat bitch chatter about how you're not good enough, how you're only good if you lose weight this week. All of those things are part of this journey. And so when you start to look at it that way, and I really want you to listen to last week's episode to understand this is not just about weight loss. This is much bigger than you and I. This is much bigger than you know some six-week diet plan. This is not another keto plan. This is truly life-changing and transforming every single aspect of your life. That is what it means to lose the emotional weight. It's all that baggage that you carry with you, all of those things that we're talking about. So self-love and weight loss are are not separate. They're one and the same. It's, it's one journey. And that's why I look at this when I say irresistible you, going on the irresistible you journey encompasses all of these things, right? So let's start to talk about then how you can show up for yourself, how you can practice self-love on this journey. There, There's this big misconception, and, you know, I, I had this as well at one time, which was, well, I'm really uncomfortable in my skin. I'm over here, you know, fat rolls, busting at the seams. I can hardly breathe. I can't stand looking in the mirror. I can't stand to see my body naked. I can barely stand to, you know, be in the shower and, you know, touch my fat body with the loofah. I can't even stand my own existence at this point. I just got to get this weight off because it is literally making my life a living hell. 
And I would think, you know, if I could just get this weight off, everything will be fine. I'll, then I'll gain confidence. Then I'll gain self-love. Then I'll be a badass. Then I'll be the boss-ass bitch I've always wanted to be. All of those things will just come because the weight will be off. And so many of you have that same misconception that if you just lose the physical weight, the confidence, the self-love, the dream life, the dream this, the dream that will all follow. Except it doesn't. It doesn't unless you're intentional about creating this unconditional loving relationship with yourself as the scale goes down. And right now, you only love yourself conditionally if the scale goes down this week, if you don't have any screw-ups on your eating plan, if you stick to your workouts every single day, if you're losing weight, right? That's how you show yourself love. And it's really hard to conceptualize, well, how how can I even begin to show myself any type of love when I just feel like, and this is what it feels like, right? It feels like you're a prisoner in your body. The person you see in the mirror doesn't match with the person you have in your head. It doesn't align with where you thought you would be by now. It doesn't align with what you think you look like. And so trust me when I say I completely understand how it feels and and how it feels as if there is no possible way that you're going to be able to love yourself until you start to get the weight off. But I really want you to stay open-minded to the fact that if if your logic worked, you wouldn't be sitting here listening to this podcast still struggling with the way that you feel. That's a reality, okay? So self-love, it's not like you're going to feel this way today where you're, you know, feeling like a prisoner on your own skin and you listen to the podcast and tomorrow you wake up and you're like, I love myself. I'm amazing. I am like so awesome. Look at me. I feel good. I feel irresistible. No, boo. Doesn't work that way, okay? (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. This this episode, the things that I talk about are not some bullshit, you know, surface level toxic positivity article on, well, go, you know, go take a warm bath and go hug yourself and go write shit on your mirror and you're just going to magically start to love yourself. No, 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 that is not going to that is not going to work. And that is not what I'm about. So how do we then go from I can't stand to touch myself I can't stand to even get a glimpse in the mirror as I go naked from the bedroom to the shower. How the hell am I going to love myself, Amy? This is not going to happen. So here's what you have to understand is that self-love isn't going to just show up because you lose your weight, but it's going to start to show up from all the little actions that you start to take. So it's not going to show up tomorrow. It's not going to show up next week. But self-love is a culmination of these little actions, these little changes, these little tweaks that you start to do. And I'm not talking about how you eat, how you exercise, although those are certain things, certainly part of the equation. That's not all there is to it. And so it's not just about 
what you eat, um, how you move your body, how you exercise, all of those kinds of things. Okay. So when you hate yourself and you think that hating your way to goal weight is the way to do it and you'll worry about this stuff later, all that's doing is sure, you could lose the weight, but you're selling yourself short on all the things you really deserve. You're selling yourself short on what you actually need to keep the weight off and to live the life that you deserve to have. And so one of the first things, and (laughs) I tell this to my clients all the time and they kind of, um, they gasp and they kind of clutch their pearls and they're like, okay, all right, I'm going to, I can do that. Uh, One of the things I always say to them, and this is one of the things that I had to also learn how to do is you have to first throw this self-inflicted timeline out the window. You just got to throw it out the window completely. Now, there's nothing wrong with having goals. Goals are a great guidepost. Goals are a great compass. But you have this self-inflicted timeline about when you should lose all the weight, okay? And I want you to think about who really gives an F how long it takes if this is the last time you ever had to lose the physical weight again. And what if it took you longer, but you never had to gain the weight back because you're not just trying to get off this this 30, 40, 50 pounds to get to the reunion, to go to your wedding, to, you know, fit into the bathing suit by the spring, but you are taking your time on this journey that also includes self-love because you're also going to gain the tools on how to drop and stop the inner fat bitch chatter. You're going to learn how to change the relationship you have with yourself and you're going to stop attaching conditional love to what the scale says. So when you think about it that way, that's why I say don't sell yourself short with just a diet. Who cares how long it takes to lose the physical pounds? If you looked at what else is it in my life that needs to change? And look how much more I could gain and lose at the same time. Because this is so much more than just weight loss, right? So when you think about it that way, that is, self, that is, that is, that is approaching weight loss from a place of self-love. Because giving yourself some bullshit self-inflicted timeline just to say you lost X number of pounds by X date, what is that teaching you? What are you learning from that? And again, if that was sustaining, if that was actually going to work, would you have gained your weight back as many times as you have? No. But we are so accustomed to Instant gratification, wanting a quick fix. So you see this shiny bullshit diet solution that tells you 30 pounds in 30 days, but you're not learning anything. You're not gaining anything else. All that's doing is reinforcing your same old bullshit thoughts that you're only worthy, you're only lovable if you're losing weight and if you're losing weight by the self-inflicted timeline. How many times have you told yourself, 
Well, by that cruise, I'm going to have 50 pounds gone. By the wedding, I'm going to lose 100 pounds or I'm going to be in this size dress. And then when it doesn't happen, what do you do? I already know what you do. Been there, done that, right? Beat yourself up. All the inner fat bitch stuff comes out. You're a fat piece of shit. I knew you couldn't do it. You always fail. Here we go again. One more time that you've let me down. And on and on and on and on and on. Right? So (laughs) if dieting was teaching us self-love and it was teaching us how to lose the emotional weight, we wouldn't be chasing all the shiny diets for years and years and years and years, expecting different results. So part of self-love is saying, I don't care how long this takes this time, because this time it's not just about having to lose X number of pounds by X date. This time around, I'm going to actually learn how to change the relationship I have with myself, with food, with the scale. That is self-love. And I never said self-love was easy. <laughs> it's not easy, right? It, it, and it's not, a, um, it's not a one and done process. You know, I want you to think about the way that you love your partner or your children You don't love them when they're perfect only. You don't love them when they're not making, you know, I only love them when they don't make mistakes, you know. (laughs) I love my daughter. I adore my daughter. Do I love everything that she does all the time? Uh, Hell no. (laughs) Do I get irritated, like, at some of the stuff that she does or when she's not listening? Uh, Yeah. But does that mean that I... I constantly start and stop my love for her. No. So I want you to think about yourself in the same way. When you start to think about developing a relationship with yourself from unconditional love. That you're going to have mess ups. You're going to have gains. You're going to have days where you can't stand to look in the mirror. Does that mean you have to automatically start hating yourself again? No. All of those things are just opportunities To learn how to practice self-love. To learn how to practice unconditional love. Because unconditional love doesn't look like rainbows and unicorns every single day. Think about how you love your partner. Right? They make some stupid decisions sometimes. Or they do things that really piss you off. And you work through those challenges. You work through those bumps in the road, that discomfort that may come up in your relationship. And it's the same thing with yourself. You don't get to just throw in the towel every single time and slide into your entitled fat girl mentality. Well, I'm just going to eat because I'm pissed off. I'm just going to go get this food because nothing ever goes my way. See, I told you I couldn't lose the weight by the cruise. I told you I couldn't fit into that size dress. Well, now I'm going to go eat my way through it because that's really going to solve something, right? (laughs) But it's what we do. And that is not practicing self-love. Practicing self-love means unconditional self-love. It means I'm going to still be here for myself even though I didn't get the goal that I wanted. I'm still going to be here for myself even though I don't love the body I'm in today but I'm working towards the body that I want 
but I'm not going to punish myself because of the size I am today. Because no matter if I'm a size 20 or a size 10, I'm worthy of love and respect from myself, first and foremost. That is coming at this from self-love. Practicing showing up for yourself and doing what you say you're going to do, that is also a form of unconditional self-love. And what I mean by that is not, you know, if you tell your, so one of the reasons you let yourself down and you have all this, how many, okay, let me, let me reverse for a second. How many times do you like, oh, I'm going to start over on Monday and you're going to start this new diet and this new plan and you already out the hop think, I know I'm going to fuck it up. I already know I'm going to fail. I already know I'm going to screw it up, but I'll try anyway. So you're already going into it thinking, I can't do this. This is too hard. Or you promise yourself, I'm going to start walking every night after work. And you're already thinking, I know damn well I'm not going to stick to this. Because I, because you're basing this on your past and the fact that you've never kept commitments to yourself. And to switch that around, to practice self-love, what we have to do, we have to stop dwelling on the past of how we have screwed up. We already know we're good at failing right? We already know we're really, really good at not keeping promises to ourselves. We're really, really good at sliding in the entitlement mentality. We're really, really good at making any excuse to not do what we say we're going to do. So we just have to make a decision that as of today, I'm going to show up for myself and I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do, not because I feel like I have to walk every night, but because I made this commitment to myself. And doing what you say you're going to do is the fastest path to build your confidence. You don't have confidence in yourself because you've broken your trust so many times. If your spouse or your partner constantly tells you they're going to do something for you and they never follow through, do you trust them? Of course not. Do you have confidence in their abilities to do what they say they're going to do? Of course not. But yet it's acceptable for you to treat yourself that way. That is not self-love. Unconditional self-love is doing what you say you're going to do. Even when you don't feel like doing it. And that's how you start practicing how to show up for yourself. And the more you show up for yourself, the more you do what you say you're going to do, the more you will trust yourself, the more you will build your confidence in yourself. And that's why I said self-love is a culmination of all these little decisions, all these little actions. It's not like I said, you're going to wake up and go hug yourself in the mirror and write affirmations everywhere and think you're amazing. It doesn't work that way. You have to earn it. You have to earn your own self-love and respect. And this is how we do it. Right? All the things that we're talking about, this is how you earn your own self-love. And you have to accept and understand that, and I'm using air quotes, the small things are the things. Success 
doesn't come from one big sweeping thing that happens to you. You're not going to wake up one morning and win the weight loss lottery and all of a sudden all your weight is gone. You're not going to wake up one morning and your life is just amazing and beautiful and perfect and you, you're, you have everything that you ever wanted and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't work that way. Success is, a, again, I'm going to use this word so many times, it's a culmination of all the little choices and decisions and wins and failures. Because failure is also part of the process. And here's where you get hung up is you keep looking at this as a one-way journey. You look at your weight loss as a one-way journey. I'm going to get where I need to go. I'm going to get off and then I'm going to figure out the rest and then I'm done. And if I screw up along the way, it means I got to go back to the starting base and begin again. That's part of the problem. You have to stop looking at this as a one-way journey. You have to stop looking at this as a one and done. This is never done, right? This is never done. Self-love is never done. You may get to your goal weight, but have you ever stopped to think about, well, now I have to stay here and the way that you're doing it now is like, I just got to get the weight off. I got to get to go weight and then I'll worry about this other self-love bullshit. The problem with that and that's why you're gaining the weight back is because you're looking at it as if, you know, you're going to magically find the tools and resources and strategies that you need once you get to your goal weight. That's why you're gaining it back as well is because you're not learning how to deal with failure. You're not learning how to feel your emotions. You're not learning how to speak to yourself, how to think, how to talk to yourself, how to show up for yourself. And so then you get to your goal and the minute things go sour, the minute life decides, hey, it's a good time to punch you in the gut and give you some reality checks. You don't know how to handle life because you didn't do the work. You didn't learn how to love yourself unconditionally. You didn't learn how to change your relationship with yourself and with food. And so the minute that happens, what do you do? You're back in the food again. I don't know how I gained back the 50 pounds. Like as if it just happens. As if there's somehow the weight was just planted back on your body and you have zero clue how that happened to you. So we have to accept that this journey is never over. And I don't say that to be like, some people may hear that and go like, oh my God, this is, what do you mean this is never over? This journey has, you know, peaks and valleys and it, and it has different, um, you know, detours, if you will, and paths and things like that. But you have to look at this as this is, this is the rest of my life. If I learn how to have a relationship with myself, if I learn how to speak to myself, if I learn how to lose the emotional weight, I'm going to be better equipped to get through this journey for the rest of my life because life is going to continue to happen. And so when you're only focused on restricting the food, getting the weight off by a certain date, you're not gaining anything else. And that's why I say you're selling yourself short with just a diet. 
The diet, sure, it'll get the weight off. But what else did you learn? What other tools do you have? What else have you changed in your life? Nothing. Nothing. And we also have to accept, as part of unconditional love, that failure is part of the process. So one of the things I like to encourage people to do is to stop looking at this as this dreamy before and after story. And I know for me, I chased that for years. Like for years, I wanted to have this just, oh my God, my dramatic before and after story. There is no before and after story. There's then and there's now. There's no start and stop. And so what so many of you do is the minute you don't do things perfectly, you haven't overeat, you don't do your, um, you know, X number of workouts this week or whatever you've, you know, given yourself to do, what do you do? You quit. See, I told you I couldn't do it. See, I'm such a failure. Oh my God, every time I tell myself I'm going to do this, I never follow through and I've fallen off my diet and now I have to start over. The only thing that's a true failure in this process is you quitting on yourself. And that's what you continuously do. When you're on the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle, if you've seen my trainings or you're in my program where I really dive into it and I show you what that looks like, the only way you're truly failing is when you keep quitting on yourself. Changing this the way you look at this, looking at it from a place of unconditional self-love means you can have a slip up. You can have an overeat. You can have a bad day, but it doesn't mean you're having to start over. And, 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 and how many times do you do that? It's like, you go out with friends and you have some food and you enjoy yourself and you overeat and you have the cake and you have a great time and all of a sudden it means you're going to gain back the 50 pounds you've already lost and you self-sabotage the shit out of yourself. Having an overeat or a couple bad days does not mean you're a failure. The only thing that can possibly make you fail is the times you keep quitting on yourself. And, and again, I want you to put this in perspective of like your spouse or your children. If, you're, if your children do something that you don't love, do you quit on them? Hell no. If anything, you show up even harder for them. If, if my kid makes a mistake or she's having a rough day, I'm going to show up even stronger as her mom to have her back. If I see my husband is struggling and he is not okay, I'm going to be the bigger per like it's like I'm going to pick up the slack where he can't right now. Where he can't be strong enough where he needs to be and and we're a team and he would do the same for me. I'm going to show up in an even bigger way and pick up the slack because that's how we roll. And you need to start rolling like that for yourself. And you need to have your own back. And you need to have your own, like, 
have more compassion for yourself if you have a slip up or you have a mistake or you stop looking at that as the failure. It's not the failure. Giving up on yourself and throwing in the towel, that's failing. So think about that. Like when, you, when you're when you having a hard time with unconditional self-love, I want you to put it in the shoes of you and your children or you and your partner and how you would treat that person because you would treat them very differently than you're treating yourself. And that leads me to one of the other things that comes into unconditional self-love is that you have to you have to change the way that you speak to yourself, the way that you think and the way that you speak to yourself. So that inner that inner dialogue that you have, that is a big, big part of what's keeping you stuck and keeping you where you are. That's the inner fat bitch chatter that we talk about. And if you're new to the podcast, you're noticing there's a lot of terms and phrases that we use here. Um, I I joke all the time that I probably need to come up with a glossary for things because I do have a lot. We have our, a lot of our own terminology here um, that's part of the program, and I use it on the podcast as well. But that inner fat bitch chatter is something that has to change because, again, you know, it's it's not so much about, well, I overate and I binged all the things last night. It's not so much about the binge as it is the way that you think about it and the extra shame and guilt that you add on top of the action that you took. And so we have to learn how to change that inner dialogue, that inner fat bitch, because as long as like you can't love yourself unconditionally, as long as you have that voice telling you how horrible you are, how fat and disgusting you are, how you're never good enough, how you're never going to amount to anything. See, I told you you would fail and da 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 until you fix that. You can't love yourself unconditionally. So weight loss and self-love are not separate journeys. And as long as you continue to look at them as separate journeys, then you're not, you're going to continue to sell yourself short and you're not going to have the life that you really dream of and that you really crave to have. Because it's not just about losing the weight. It's about the life that's waiting for you. What kind of life do you want for yourself? Who do you want to be? How do you want to live your life? What do you want it to look like? And those are the kinds of things that, you know, you need to decide. You need to decide who you want to become. Not how much do you want to weigh. That is so surface level bullshit. Well, I can't wait to weigh 150 pounds. Why? What the fuck happens when you weigh 150 pounds? Please explain to me what is going to happen just because you weigh 150. You're going to hit 150 and then all of a sudden it's going to be like everything you ever wanted in life is going to fall from the sky and like land in your lap. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. But when you get intentional about who do you want to become besides what you want to weigh, that's like one little one little thing, okay? But what kind of woman do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to have? What have you been hiding behind your weight? 
because the weight feels like the number one problem, right? Because it's so tangible. You can sit here right now and grab the fat rolls. You can sit here right now and hold the love handles and, and feel the jiggly legs and feel that you can feel it. You can see it, right? And because it's so tangible and visible, it feels like it is problem number one. And so it's very easy to hide behind your weight, to use your weight as the excuse, to play small, to not be who you want to be, to not stand up for yourself, to not to live a mediocre life, to not rock the boat. But the weight's a symptom. The weight is just a symptom. The weight is a symptom of you holding on to all this emotional weight that you're not you're not dealing with. And so you have to really decide who is it that you want to become? Not I don't want to know. I don't give a shit how much you want to weigh. I want to know what kind of life you want cuz that is what it's really about. Weighing a certain number or wearing a certain size, that's surface level bullshit. And that may be exciting at first, just, you know, you can get to that goal and you can buy the clothes or you could say you weigh the number, but then what? And then what? What happens after that? Because if you haven't done this work, if you haven't learned how to love yourself, if you haven't learned how to show up for yourself, if you haven't learned how to speak to yourself, how to think about yourself, that's not going to happen because you hustled and sacrificed and hated your way down the scale. If anything, it's only going to intensify those feelings because now you don't have the physical weight there to hide behind. You don't have that there as your excuse as to why you're not where you want to be. So it actually makes it even worse. So we have to change this perception of I'll work on that when I lose the weight. And instead, we have to say, I'm going to learn how to fundamentally change the relationship I have with myself, how to love myself unconditionally all the way down the scale. So then when I get where I want to be with my goal weight, it's like, it's just like natural. Like it just feels like I've been working, I've been planning for this for so long and now I'm here. And I learned how to speak to myself, how to think differently, how to go after what I really want. And losing the weight and fitting into a certain size is literally just like icing on the cake. Because when you don't do that, and I know you've experienced this if you've lost the weight before, you get down the scale and it's still not good enough. You don't feel good enough. It's not that the weight loss isn't good enough. It's like, well, let me... I still don't feel good enough, so now let me rip myself apart in other ways because I still carry the inner fat bitch, even though, you know, hey, I'm a size 8, check that box, but yet I talk to myself like a piece of shit. That's not irresistible by any means. So decide what you want for yourself, not what you want to weigh, not what you want to weigh. 
And one of the other things that we have to do to show ourselves to learn how to love ourselves is we have to stop running away from discomfort. We have to stop running away from uncomfortable emotions. That is a big piece of this puzzle. Think about it. You tell yourself, oh, like the drama. And I, oh, girl, I was there with the drama, okay? It was like every time something bad happens, oh, I fall off my diet. I can't do this anymore. Oh, if this thing wouldn't have happened, if if that person wouldn't have confronted me, if if such and such wouldn't have happened at work or blah, 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 I just, I would have still been on my diet six months ago. I mean... I would say every excuse in the book about why I would fall off my diet. You know, if somebody, if it's just, it's, it's out of control. And so it's not about the food. It's about you not wanting and not being able to feel your emotions. The minute you feel something that's not happy and joyful and positive, it's like you go into freak out mode. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm feeling this. Ah, right? And the minute things feel uncomfortable, you throw yourself in the food, right? And a lot of times we see this happen where, and I know this is true because I was this way and so many of you are this way that I talk to um, there's a certain number that you get to on the scale. And that number is a block for you. And instead of exploring, why is it every time I get to Wonderland, I self-sabotage the shit out of myself and gain back all of my weight? There's a reason why you're doing that. And there's some kind of feelings or emotions that are attached to that number for you And rather than explore it, rather than get curious, it's like, I don't want to go there. I'm just going to go back to the food. And then you beat yourself up how you know what to do. I know how to lose weight. I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Well, knowing what to eat is only one piece of this puzzle, (laughs) right? Like, I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this podcast could give a class on how to actually lose weight, like just the physical weight, what to eat, how much to eat, when to move, how to move. And if that was the key, if that was all you needed to know, you wouldn't be here in the first place. Because there's so much more to this equation, to this puzzle. And that's being able to feel your feelings. This is being able to sit in the discomfort. Because I just said that the weight is a symptom. I just said that, you know, your height, what are you hiding behind the weight? So as the weight starts to come off, the discomfort will rise because you're now having to deal with and face uncomfortable emotions or you're no longer sitting there using food to cope with and push down the feelings that you don't enjoy. And let's just drop the fear. Emotions are just a thing, right? They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to um, think of them as like a compass. They're trying to tell you something. Emotions are not a bad thing. So if we would just accept that there's going to be discomfort in this journey, 
And just because I feel discomfort, it doesn't mean I'm failing. It actually means I'm getting where I need to go because the real shit's coming up now. It's not just about a fat roll and cellulite and I want to weigh this number. The real stuff is coming to the surface. The stuff that if I would just deal with it and learn how to deal with it, maybe I wouldn't keep repeating the cycle over and over again. So as you can see, you know, learning how to have an unconditional loving relationship with yourself has to be part of the process. It has to be part of your weight loss journey. It's not something separate. You're not doing it in a bubble. And, you know, throwing out that timeline, I think, is one of the most important things you can do because sometimes what happens, you know, when we're actually addressing these things that we're talking about today, your weight loss will slow down. And that is okay. And that's what really struck me is when I decided I don't care how long it takes. But what I know I'm sick and tired of doing is chasing bullshit diets, is going on fad diets, expecting different results. I'm tired of basing my happiness on a number on the scale. I'm tired of looking at pictures and being able to tell you what diet I was on, how much I weighed, and how I was thinking about myself because of the weight loss or the weight gain. I was sick of it. And I decided I don't care how long this takes because I want to actually learn how to have a better life. I want to actually learn how to love myself no matter where I am on the scale. And thank God that I did the work before I got pregnant with my daughter. Because I already suffer with depression and anxiety. And, you know, I've learned how to manage it over the years where in the past I had zero coping skills. Hence all the overeating and the obesity. And I feel like, you know, if I wouldn't have put this into place and I wouldn't have done the work and I wouldn't have come up with the framework that I have, I know for sure I would have been in probably full-blown, deep, dark postpartum depression when I had her um, because of just, you know, the weight gain and the body changes and the hormones and all the things that come along with it. And that's what you need to think about is like, even if you're not getting pregnant or having babies or you're past that age or you're not, you just choose not to for whatever reason, the body that you have is going to change over time. You know, hello, aging, right? Aging changes our body. So you have the same body, but throughout your lifetime, you're going to have variations of this body. So learning how to love yourself unconditionally is one of the nicest, kindest, most rewarding things you could ever do for yourself. Because even if you don't gain weight, what are you going to think about yourself when you start to see the wrinkles, when you start to see your skin, like your skin tone changes, your hair texture starts to change, your body has all these changes that happen because of the aging process. So if you don't, like this is one of the most valuable skills you could ever give yourself is to learn and develop and cultivate an unconditional loving relationship with yourself. I promise you, it has literally saved my life. 
It really has. Um, and so, you know, self-love is not easy. It's not some, you know, surface, like I said, it's not this surface level 10 tips how to, and like, let's go sit in a bath bomb and hug ourselves in the mirror. Like, no girl, that's not it. it. It goes a lot deeper than that. And so I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that this is resonating with you on some level. And if it is, I would love to hear from you. There's a couple ways we can have a conversation. Number one, number one is to make sure that you are a member of the free Irresistible You podcast discussion group on Facebook. That is where we take the episodes and we discuss them even deeper. You can share your comments, you can post your questions, and we can have a real-time conversation about these topics. So that would be number the number one place I want you to go after this. Number two, you can also connect with me on Instagram at Irresistible Icing. I post a lot of stories, a lot of behind the scenes things. So you can, you know, if the, if the podcast is resonating with you, share it in your stories, put the hashtag Irresistible You. You can also tag me at Irresistible Icing and let me know how this is helping you as well. The number three way that you can do that is to go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Let me know how this podcast is helping you with your with your journey. How has it transformed your life? I love getting your feedback because that tells me the type of content that we need to be creating here. So those are the three ways that we can continue the discussion and you can show your love and support as well for Irresistible You. If you want to find out what it's like to work with me, to join the Irresistible You coaching program and see if you're a good fit, I would love for you to go and schedule a free confidence clarity call at irresistibleicing.com slash call. It's absolutely free. When you go to that link, you will see my calendar. You pick a date and a time that works for you and we will get on the phone and we will talk about your goals, your challenges, your dreams, what you want for yourself and we'll decide together if Irresistible You is a good fit because while it's a good fit for most, there are some people that it may not be. So I would love to have a conversation with you and see if that would be a next best step for you. I want to thank you so much for listening. I'll see you out on social media. Let's connect. Let's chat. Let's talk about things. Until next time, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.